When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hey, Chicago. What do you say? It's the CHGO Cubs podcast and it is 2024. Happy New Year to all the Cubs fans out there. All of our loyal listeners, we appreciate it. Uh, Luke Stuckmeyer, Ryan Herrera, Cody Del Mendo. Becky's already in the live chat. Best way to enjoy the experience. Same way it was in 2023. Sign up for that CHGO Sports YouTube page. Make sure you don't miss any of the episodes. We appreciate all of you. Five-star reviews, thumbs up, all those cool things. Sign up, he says. Sign up, whatever. You know. Subscribe. Subscribe. Like Same button. difference. Hit the like Semantics, button, you know, whatever. New vibes. <laughs> uh, so 2024 is here. I don't know what's going to happen. I, I don't. How, how, yeah. was, how was New Year? Are you happy about How did you ring in the New Year? We're, we're all different ages, so I can tell you that I was asleep at midnight. <laughs> you know, I almost made it. Even the Texas game, I, I was like, I'm out. You didn't even you didn't stay till the ball drop. No, I didn't. No, uh, I, I heard watch- fireworks going off in the neighborhood. I'm like, ah, it's midnight. <laughs> I was watching the 2001 Royal Rumble. That's what I was doing. Nice before midnight, like yeah. right, like in the hour, like the hour before 2024 became official. Please tell me you didn't pay cover and go somewhere. Oh, I did. I uh, paid way too much money to go to. Oh, but I just the worst. Go? Uh, it's a place called Liquor Box. It's actually a nice, nice spot. But, I don't know that spot. Uh, it's called the Liquor Box. Yeah, like L I Q R Box. <laughs> it, it was, it was a fun night. Uh-huh. It was, a, it was a lot of money. Yes, it was, but you know, whatever. Listen, like Chicago has great like New Year's Eve like deals if you get them early. Yeah, if you get them what early, was not that? not Wednesday before New Year's. Yeah, Eve. that was our problem. What was what was the fee to get in? What was the fee to get? I'm gonna. I'm gonna I'm going to keep that one close to the video. Oh, wow. come on. It was absurd. I'm going to keep you guessing. It was absurd. <laughs> and and then did you have trouble getting to the front of the line to get your booze? Oh, no, no. It was, it was uh, the, the the bar was, uh, we were able About to get the table. We, we didn't have to. We didn't have oh, to he, yeah. you're at a place with sparklers and stuff then. <laughs> Ryan That's was at I'm one saying. of these places with the girls with sparklers <laughs> coming to the table. Yeah. High rollers. High rollers. Right. That's what, like those, those are the, you know, I've had my, my, my time doing those. Like if you get them early, you pay like 50 bucks yeah. and from like nine to 1am you get all you can eat and drink. It, it's actually a really good deal. It, it, if you get them early, deal. we'll bring you out next year, Luke. <laughs> Absolutely not. I will never go out for new year's Eve again in my life. <laughs> I did it until I was probably 40. Two forty-three, something like that. Oh wow! So I got like yeah, fifteen years ago. Yeah, I went hard on New Year's Eve. I did a lot. I did a lot of New Year's Eves, but 
God, it's just the most overrated. The older you get, it's the, the amateur hour of it is like, why would I pay extra money to go to the same bar that I could go to for free three nights ago? Now, see, that's your problem. I've never been to this place. It was, it was a new experience. Well, would you pay the same amount to go there uh, next weekend? No, but I wouldn't no, pay. I wouldn't okay. pay the same amount no. to go anywhere on J- January. No, and then I always 7th. had the problem of all these people. They'd cram all these people in, and you'd be four deep trying to get a captain and coke at a bar. Yeah. Oh, you went captain and coke. You went like middle shelf, huh? Yeah, I usually I usually was a captain and coke guy. Okay. Not just not just back in the day. I did red a lot of Red Bull shots, captain Ooh. and coke, <laughs> whiskey sours, whiskey sours. All right. I do a little. Uh, Stuckmeyer was a partier <laughs> i i i almost never well i when it's goose island then i drink the beer but then otherwise <laughs> uh i the night before new year's eve i actually was out way too late with our good friend big dave oh yeah oh, nice like way too late big dave. Really? i walked into my apartment at 4 30 in the morning <laughs> after a night with big dave 4 30 in the morning <laughs> yeah been there Big yeah. Dave can hang. Uh, he usually stays out when he stays out. Yeah, our our other <laughs> buddy, our other Big good Dave. buddy Matt Peck. This is CHGO Bulls crossover now. Our other buddy Matt Peck was also there, but he he left a lot earlier. He wasn't walking out his apartment at four thirty in the morning. No, no, he was definitely home a lot earlier. But Big Dave was like, "Cody, we're going out tonight." I'm like, "Okay." Um, Godfather so. says he was in mm-hmm. bed at ten p.m. <laughs> yeah, I wasn't in bed that early, but. I, I, I heard the fireworks. I was maybe like, I heard my, I'd like heard. another 20 minutes to go till midnight. And I was like, I, what am I waiting up for? You're like, just dozing off. You're like, I've got a cold. Let's get through this thing and go to sleep. Galvin says Luke Stuckmeyer further cementing his legendary yeah. status today. Now, with the, with the <laughs> captain and Cokes, to be honest, they were double captain and Cokes. Oh. <laughs> Credit to you. We're nominating yeah. uh, Luke Stuckmeyer for the Cubs Hall of Fame after, the, after that one. These are taking votes away from. Luke well, if Suck Sammy's not going to get in, maybe I will. You know, <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I did, uh, I did finally go to Winterland this year. This, uh, oh, you did on go on Friday. I did. How go. much longer? Does anybody know how much longer that's open? It's still open. I know, like they promoted I mean, something. It's cold. Today. You might as well go. But I mean, how much? I will kids say kids are out of school for like another week. So yeah, I'm just guessing, maybe. like another like four or five. Days. I will say maybe they they did more this year. There's more inside Wrigley Field to do than than last year. So they made some improvements to it. Okay. But I did get I did get the baked cheese and I don't regret that. And did you ice skate? I did not. No. <laughs> uh, Becky I donated to the Cody Bellinger fund. Becky That's says we're all awesome people. So thanks That's Becky. Nice. Usually she only gives that um to Luke. So yeah. it's nice nice to get a nice to get an awesome credit Becky. to Becky for already starting off 2024 yeah. on a high note <laughs> solidifying her five-star review for yes. this for the rest of the season Gary yes. pointing out yes big news the Cubs have signed another minor league relief deal guy out of Japan right yeah Brewer, little major Colton, league time Colton, Brewer, Brewer. Colter, don't Brewer. like the last name mm-hmm. yeah minor league signing is that invite spring training is what I'm saying yeah probably so yeah still no uh Major League roster still additions. the last one, man. It's it's one. hard to believe. So with twenty twenty four here, I think realistically you can obviously say that the Cubs have made the Cubs have made their moves, their significant moves, coaching front office, right? It, they've been all behind the scenes or off the field type jobs. Obviously, Craig Council is the biggest move. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. Removing yeah, Ross absolutely. and Council. That's so far their biggest move. I'll I'll again say if that ends up being their biggest move of the offseason, I will give the grade F. Yes. We all would. Not yeah, that I mean, not that that's not a good move. I think it's a good move, but the roster needs fixing, yeah. not just the manager needed fixing. So Yeah, and if we're being honest, like the roster is just not it just based on free agents and all that stuff, like the roster is just not it's yeah. it's on paper worse than it was in September, right? Sure. Like, like they 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 have based a on worse what we roster know. because they even if they bring even if they bring Bellinger back currently, it would still be worse than it was last year. So they yeah. they do still have work to do, and which like they they are going to right like they yeah. have to make additions to the major league roster. They can't run out a roster of twenty something guys, whatever. Like they need they need to fill out the roster, but um, yeah, just gonna, like the good news is that no one else is doing shit either. You know? Yeah, there's still that's the good news. There's still a lot of names out there, and then you know I. I I don't know if it is like a coincidence that a lot of those guys are Scott Boris clients, but it does feel like for not just Cody Bellinger, but like Blake Snell, a lot of those guys, guys that are being represented by um, Scott Boris, it's like, oh, like these are some of the best names still out there, but I'm going to get my guys as much money as I can. I'm going to get my guys the best deal they can. I'm not going to rush into, you know, getting these guys signed wherever. Like we can wait a little bit. I think that's, it feels like that's kind of what, is going on with, with some of the Boris clients. So I, I, I don't know when that shoe's going to drop for any of those guys, but um, I think that plays a part in why the Cubs haven't signed anyone, but why there's still some of these bigger names out on the market that are just kind of sitting there waiting. 155 days. That's the last time the Cubs made a major league transaction. That was trading that was for Jamer Candelario. Jamer Candelario. 155 days. I think Quas was also on that same day, wasn't it? I forgot about him. Hopefully, I'm hey, correct. How did you on forget this. about Quaz? You're the one that I know. I'm like, I'm, right? I'm, according I'm, to yeah, Barb. yeah, according to Barb, <laughs> I'm the reason that he's here. But you know, yeah, I mean, she's she has the mentality of don't let the facts get in the way of a good story, and I, I appreciate that. But uh, yeah, either way, uh, well over 150 days since the Cubs have made a transaction related to the major league roster, so. TikTok, Jed. Yeah, Gary says roster is a 72-win team. I don't disagree with that. Currently, 72. Um, I would by go, the way, last year when I said 83 and it came true, oh my God. because I'm right all the time. Credit to uh, you. Go back, and look at the social, go back and look at the social media bit we did where we predicted our Bears wins. What did you predict? I said seven, and then I went, uh, okay, talk me into it, eight. Eight, okay. <laughs> We'll yeah, see. I said see. 12. Still got another week. <laughs> I said 12. Cody said 12. Listen, if they didn't blow those three other games, uh, they'd be they'd have 11 wins. Because I said seven. <laughs> or per, and then I went back later and said eight. I feel like I'm going to take credit either way, most likely. Credit to me for being honest about it. <laughs> uh, so the Cubs, I guess the biggest thing you could say they did in the last couple of days, the news coming out that, uh, you know, obviously Jared Banner was promoted to assistant GM. Now Jason Kanzler has been hired as their director of player development, something that Banner did before that. And he comes from the Astros. And one thing I like about that is not that he'll teach us how to pound trash cans. Maybe he will. Uh, (laughs) It's more about just having another voice from another place. I don't want all promotion within because then it's just the same voices within all the time. I think it's good to have another new voice from another organization. Uh, His background seems to be mostly hitting related, right? Like he was, he's kind of a hitting instructor for them. And now a lot of people thought he would stay there. 
in in Houston, where obviously they've been super successful, uh, seven straight ALCS. So, do you like the idea of new voices coming in? I guess we don't have the an only, alternative to that. My immediate reaction once I saw I can't remember the guy who reported, but I think he's comes out of Houston. Uh, Michael Schwab. Yes, thank you, Ryan. Credit to you. Uh, my immediate reaction was, oh, guys coming to the organization from Astros. Astros have done nothing but win over the last decade, yeah. basically. Seven, eight years at least. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, you know, I and, and the fact that they, they, no one talks about it enough, but they have to be one of the best teams when it comes to oh, developing yeah. players. It's not like they're out there shelling out tons of money year in and year out, and they're in the ALCS every single year. All right, so I, to bring in a voice like that, sure, it can help. I think it could help, you know, player development for sure. And you know, the Cubs have had issues with that over the years. I, obviously, the pitching has gotten better. Now, I think they're trying to improve the hitting side with that. I I think so because he was the hitting coach for the Astros, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I think that. I tweeted from our the CSO Cubs account yesterday, kind of sarcastically. I was like, "Buy stock on the Hit Lab now, right?" Like, I don't know if there's a such thing as a Hit Lab in the Cubs organization, sure. but I, you know, they they are they are taking the steps to try and improve player development from the hitting side, right? They have to remember that they had all 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 of the core that you know Chris Bryant as much as I loved him. He and injuries play a big part. He 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 didn't really turn out to be what we all hoped, and and again I blame mostly injuries. Same thing with Javi Baez. He had the runner up MVP season, then just started to fall apart after that. Like Kyle Schwarber, okay, hits a lot of home runs, but a lot of inconsistencies. My my point here is is none of the core outside of I guess Anthony Rizzo really ever developed into guys that we thought they were going to be. And that's a big reason why they didn't win again. Outside of front office, not spending money, uh, the inability to develop pitching and and develop more players, the actual core that they had that we all thought was going to be, you know, have this team in a consistent winning the NL Central every year, they, they did it for two years. 16 and 17, right? And then 18, 95 games, okay. But you go with a wild card game, and then everything started to trend down after that. You did, you didn't continue to see those guys perform the way that we thought that they would, and so I, I hope that this, like that experience in the organization, they're they're trying to improve player development, get more consistency out of guys that they develop. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Brian obviously reached it. He just didn't maintain it as long yes. as we wanted that's, him that's to. That's a better way to say right? it. Like, but yeah. So this, this uh, Jason Kanzler's kind of credited with helping Jeremy Pena, the great shortstop from the Astros, making mechanical adjustments at the plate yeah. and, and helping him that way. The only... The World Series MVP. That yeah, year. the only thing I will... Rookie season, right? The only thing I will caution... You know, I said, great, another voice from another organization. The only cautionary tale of that is don't just assume that somebody comes from some organization that 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 they're just good because they were at the Astros. I'm not saying he's not good, but like Matt Nagy came from the Chiefs and how <laughs> happy are you that Matt Nagy's not here? So, right? Like, yeah, that's fair. And, and, and that tree in general hasn't yeah. done 
No, I, um, I, to go back to your original question was like bringing in outside voices, like yeah. non voices, not from you know, just internally, right? Like going out and taking, uh, good voices from, especially when you're, when you're talking about like the good organizations around baseball, like obviously like those, those organizations lose guys because yeah. good organizations are going to have really good guys throughout the organization that other teams want. So to your original point, your original question, I, I, I do think it's good just because, like, because this guy's coming from Houston. He's obviously been there for, you know, around the same length of time that the Astros have been really, really good. Like I don't think that's a complete coincidence that he's just right. been there as this team has done really well. Seven um, years, I think. Yeah. And like, he doesn't have like a, a, a player development background, but obviously the Cubs saw something in him um, that, that, that they believe could work in, in filling this role. So, um, I, I I was looking for the quote. I can't find it, but I know Jed had talked about, or I believe it was Jed either at um, the GM meetings or the winter meetings talking about just that of bringing in outside voices. And, you know, he, he cause he kind of mentioned like, you know, him and Jed were, out, were together for a long time uh-huh. from Boston. And, and then when they came here um, and some of the other guys that they were in that front office for a long time, that, that was like a, a group that had been together for in different places for a long time. So you had like your Boston guys and then obviously you have a lot of Chicago guys from, from the same front offices. So um, in a way, like that's not, I don't think that's a bad thing, but in a way, like when you have the same guys together for a long time, you stop, like it, it just, you don't have the ability to, or maybe you have less of an ability to, to kind of look at things with a, a fresh set of eyes, right? So to bring in someone else, especially a guy that obviously they believe, um, can, can do some good things in the player development side and, um, you know, reading some of the things about him, like there was this, I guess this sense that he was like a fast rising kind of guy in, in, in the organization. So um, to bring in a new guy, a new set of eyes, and obviously you still have Jared Banner around too, right? He, he got promoted, right. but I'm sure he'll still have um, some kind of a, a hand in, in, in the player development side of the Cubs. So um, to have that, to have him still in the organization, but to have a new guy taking over the, as farm director, I think that, I think just bringing in a new set of eyes can be beneficial for this team as, you know, they're still getting out of this rebuild, right? They're still getting these, these prospects have largely not debuted in the major leagues yet. So you don't know. So they're all still developing at the minor league level. So to continue this rebuild continue this, this, this player development side with a new set of eyes, I think can be beneficial for Cubs team when, um, you know, they, they had, they had had the same kind of voices around for a long time. So just, I think Brendan's talked about it before. Like, yeah. it doesn't have to be a bad thing to bring in a new set of voices. Even when the Cubs lost Craig Breslow, who was, you know, we'll talk about him, right? Like, he was a guy that they lost. That's a bit, pretty um, important voice in the organization. But to bring in a new voice isn't, isn't always a bad thing. Right. Ryan Otero now promoted to that director of pitching that Breslow was. So you see that. And, and so there's continuity there, right? Mm-hmm. So it doesn't have to be continuity everywhere. It's just uh, some some new voices every once in a while doesn't hurt. That, that's just an opinion. And uh, Barb, by the way, in the live YouTube chat asking, does Stucky have a cold? He sounds, <laughs> did she say plugged? Blocked. 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 <laughs> you bet, Barb. You bet. <laughs> Let me tell you. It's been the winner of my discontent. <laughs> I've never yeah. seen Stucky this uh, blocked as Barb would say. No, That's yeah, and she sure. says, "Don't breathe on Ryan and Cody." Well, you, know, I'm, I'm trying to talk this way. <laughs> Feel like I'm on the back end of it. If you'd heard me two days ago, I wouldn't have been able to even speak without talk coughing. <laughs> 
We got a super chat from Ricky De Hoyos. I think that's how you say his name. Sorry. Uh, let's hope the Cubs sign someone soon for two bucks. Thanks, oh, Ricky. Ricky. Me Please. and you both, brother. I just I over you, here Ricky. just Thank put you. on my thumbs. 155 days. Way too long. What was your favorite part of the last 155 days? Yeesh. Friends we made along the way. Yeah, it's... Uh, <laughs> yeah, you you weren't here when we talked Cubs about Cubs hiring like, council. The Cubs, like, even, la- even before last season, their big signings happened in, like, December 22. Like, yeah. Swanson, Bellinger... Uh, Tyone, like the rest of the signings they made, and though they had like Mancini and Hosmer right around Cubs convention last year, like they went the whole 2023 without a big free agent signing, like besides Craig Council. Yes, it's it's, it's kind of crazy. I this is this is forever. This this is the only thing that again continues to leave me hopeful. And I know, like a month ago, I was like, if we go to Cubs convention and they still haven't done anything, I'm going to get irrational. I'm going to be impatient. I'm probably going to scream a little bit. The only thing, again, is that no one's doing anything. Well, the Red Sox traded Chris Sale this weekend. Okay. Was Chris Sale ever rumored to go to the Cubs? Do you even want Chris Sale on this team right now, considering his injury history that he's had the last handful of years? Consid- considering what the Red Sox or what the Braves had to give up to get him? I, I don't know. I'm, I wasn't, like, butthurt that the Cubs didn't get Chris Sale. You know what I mean? Like, there hasn't been any free agent signings outside of – uh, you know, a few like like the Blue Jays have made a few moves getting Kiermaier that we've talked about, uh, that infielder um, that I can't remember his name. Like there just hasn't been anything big, even after Yamamoto, which is so surprising because everyone just like thought, especially after Otani, everyone was like, oh, the market's really going to open up after Otani. Oh, the market's yeah. really going to open up after o- Yamamoto signs. All right. Well, what's going on, man? Like. And, and it brings me back to Scott Boris is controlling this market, man. Like, I, that's, where, that's where we're at. Like, well, then he's the devil. He is. <laughs> he's he is. the devil. He is the absolute worst. But that's, that's the only thing I got for you guys. Like, every passing day that nothing happens only makes me feel even more confident that Cody Bellinger at least will be back next year with the Cubs. So I hope I'm right about it. I feel pretty confident about it. But, oh boy, it's yeah. it's getting, it's at a point where we're just like, there's just no possible way they can go into spring training with this. There's no way. I would say it's a fireable offense if not, if it goes if it goes completely bad. It, honestly, it would be a fireable offense if we go into spring training with this current roster right now. It can't. They can't even go to Cubs convention next week, right? Something's right. got to happen this week. And that's that. Like that's. I just think that they, Jet, if it was big the, enough, I guess they could hold it a day for Cubs convention. Be like, yeah, Cody Bellinger, right? I, I just, <laughs> I just like, I can't see the the front office literally, literally doing nothing. They've literally done nothing. They haven't made a major league signing. They're the only team left this offseason that hasn't made a major league signing. They haven't made a trade. Nothing. They, I I refuse to believe it. Yeah. Hey, I Cody, uh, by the way, Becky, I do take vitamin C. An old guy <laughs> like me, you know I'm taking vitamin C. Come on. It's not my fault. It goes to green daycare. Tea. You drinking green tea still? Green tea's yeah. in that bottle right there. That helps there. with the uh, immune Supposed system. Supposed to, right? Yeah. Acai is all oh, supposed to be good OJ. stuff. Little OJ. Lots of uh, fresh OJ from Mariano's. Isn't that No sugar B? added. 
Is it, or is that vitamin, vitamin D is the sunshine that's also good for fighting things, but vitamin C is supposed to be immune system. Uh, okay. Well, I, okay. That's how much I Anyways, know about vitamin, yeah, whatever. This vitamin there. About health. Co- Cody tells, you know, one of the bright spots of 2024 already is Circus Sportsbook. Yeah, I'm actually undefeated in 2024. I haven't yet to lose a bet in 2024. Uh, shout out to the over in Texas, Washington. Um, wow, what a finish. And shout out to Carl Anthony Towns for uh, hitting two threes yesterday. All done on Circus Sportsbook, my favorite app. When I wake up in the morning and look at, all right, three reasons why I love Circa, guys. The tight money, money line splits. The games will strive to be a minus 110 split on the Circa Sports menu, unlike other sports books, which may use minus 115 or minus 120 splits. Circa Sports keeps as little money as possible on large market bets, especially compared to other books. Another thing that I really like is they don't limit players based on their winnings. Every player has the same limits, unlike other books who do limit winning players. They actually encourage bettors to download and explore other sports betting apps available to compare the lines from each sports book, just so you can see for yourself just how great Circus Sportsbook is. And finally, I emphasize this every time I do this ad read, like the customer service there is the best, all right? There are real people behind the Circus Sports brand who resolve issues in a timely fashion, Unlike other books who use chatbots. I don't know about y'all. I wish chatbots would just completely go away in 2024, but unfortunately they still exist. All aspects of the app are being run by the same team that runs the main Circa sports book at Circa Resort and Casino in Las Vegas. So download the Circa Sports Illinois app at circasports.com slash Illinois app to sign up today. Also be on the lookout for Circa events, watch parties, and tailgates. If you or someone you know may have a problem with gambling, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Text GAMB to 833234 or visit areyoureallywinning.com. Luke, why go to a doctor when you can just read the CHO Cubs That's chat? right. Everybody's got yeah. something. Barb says, go to Manny's Deli, get me some chicken soup, send Ryan. <laughs> By the way, send Manny's Ryan. Deli, Jefferson, uh, on Jefferson there, they've got great matzo ball soup. Great matzo ball soup. Barb also says he needs to rub a little Vicks, Vicks on his chest. Why am I being sent to go get well, that's, Jefferson's chicken soup? Yeah, I'd, it was my idea. Godfather says vitamin D is a must. De La Cruz says green tea, honey, squeeze of lemon. I like that idea. Barb says or, oh, Barb said Vicks on his chest, and then Becky said mm-hmm. or the vapor rub stuff. I think that's what she's talking yeah, about. Vicks vapor rub, yeah. Um, really smother it on there. Just kind of grease yourself up in Vicks. Yeah. <laughs> You know what else would help is the the sauna at Midtown Athletic Club. Oh, ah, yes. big time. I tell you what, they got four Chicagoland locations, Ryan. Palatine in the Northwest Burbs, Bannockburn in the North Shore, Willowbrook, Southwest Suburbs, Midtown Athletic Club and Hotel right in the middle of Bucktown and Lincoln Park. The Palatine location has launched a multi-million dollar transformation of the club. That's going to be done early this year in 2024. They get something for everybody. Single people, families with kids, uh, you're looking to make lifestyle changes because it's the new year. There you go. Yes. You take a sauna, get all this out of your head. Mm-hmm. Just steam it out. Just steam it out. Opens the pores. Have you ever had a steam shower like in your house? It's great. It's great. Don't have one now, but I used to. Wow. It was really good. What do you mean a steam shower? Like the, the It's glass encased. And then there's a thing on the wall, and you turn it up to like 110, oh. and steam blows mm. out of it. And so you're just like, if you're in a steam room in a gym, you have your own one in yeah. your house. Your never, shower is a steam room. Never had that, but it sounds. You incredible. just let the cold water just slowly drip so your feet don't burn. <laughs> and it is, you can sit in there for hours. 
It's great. great I bet they have it in Midtown. Oh yeah, yeah. I mean, you can get them. Anybody can get one in their house. It's not like a like a some crazy thing to put in there. Yeah. Uh, anyways, I guarantee you can get a great steam at uh, Midtown Athletic Club. You get the sauna, the steam. Either way, hot tubs, you name it. And you guys have been over there. It's the nicest gym I've ever been in. Yeah. I mean, oh, yeah. they don't even really call it a gym. It's nah. a gym, but they don't call it. Oh, it's, yeah. it's, I mean, it's, it's an experience. Well, it's funny because yeah. I, right? I, I live so It's a I lifestyle live, experience. I live so close to the Chicago location that like I would drive by it all the time. Didn't know what to expect when we went in the first time. Yeah. And eye-opening. It was like you walked country. into Las Vegas. Oh, yeah. Changed my life. Amazing the Las Vegas of gyms yes. is what it is. Yeah. That's without everything's the, top-notch. Did, without all the slot machines. Didn't know a gym could be that nice. Yeah. A fitness club could be that nice. And it was awesome beautiful they got everything they got cross training they got spin cycling boxing yoga group exercise best tennis courts in the area midtown is indoor and outdoor tennis pickleball paddleball usta professional quality all the way head over to midtown.com slash chgo to find out more or to tour the midtown athletic club nearest you i am going to work out more in 2024 well, it's okay. one it's of my line. slogans. I've got a, a lot of line. slogans. I got a lot of slogans. Work out more in 2024. My first one is boogers no more in 2024. <laughs> okay. <laughs> then work out more in 2024. Yeah. My, I'm working on the first one before I work on the second one. I stepped on the scale for the first time in over a year yesterday and was pleasantly surprised. So now my new year's resolution is actually a lot more easier to achieve than I was originally thinking. So I'm excited to hopefully lose 30 pounds. That's my, that's my new. How year's long resolution. do your resolutions last? Like if you don't get to 30, do you, <laughs> you cut it off at 20 and go, that was a good effort. Well, it's really sometime gonna, in March, and then you go back to right. <laughs> it's really going to depend on how I am by the time baseball season comes, because I can't hold myself back at Wrigley Field. I, so that's the problem. That's that's the problem. I, you know, beers, the the you know rooftops, all these things. Like it, it's not a good influence on me when it comes to trying to lose thirty pounds. Like so when do you want to lose thirty pounds? By when? Ideally, just this year, this year, but ideally it's in the next like three months, which I think is possible if I legit 10, 10 pounds a month, if I legit commit and, and I'm legit going to do this, I am going to do dry January this year. Oh, wow. That actually will. It's surprising when people like stop drinking for whatever reason, just the inflammation that goes down. Like it's pretty shocking how bad alcohol is for you. Yep. Yeah, so that honestly... Except for Goose Island, of course. Uh, well, it's not that I don't want Goose Island. It's just like I need to... Right. If I want to lose the 30 pounds, it would be a lot easier, you know, to get to that to get to get that mm-hmm. point. So so you're 30, you're 30 pounds. What, what's your resolution, Ryan? I don't really make resolutions because, I don't know, I feel like then I... Then I feel like I'm... Uh, do like you have for, a goal for forcing 2024? Forcing myself to do something. Um, you know, my goal... Is uh, to to not be angry when baseball games aren't under two hours this okay, year. Uh, uh, I guess that'd be my resolution. No, I, I I I don't know. I guess I just try to. I don't really make resolutions like specifically on New Year's. I just kind of. You don't have a bench press number that you'd like to hit in twenty twenty four. No, I was that was a uh, that was twenty twenty two when I hit two seventy five on bench the bench more in twenty twenty four. Bench more in twenty twenty four. You know what? Yeah, we'll there do you that. Go. Bench more in twenty twenty four. Wow. I mean, there's a 2024 is an easy one. You can just add more to anything. 
No. I, I, you know what it is? I give up. I, I give up things for Lent, and that's kind of like where my resolutions are. So I don't really do it for New Year's, and I haven't decided on Lent yet. Hey, shout out. Congratulations to the Godfather. He lost a half a pound. Hell yeah, Godfather. Oh, Godfather. Progress. In 2023 or in the last <laughs> couple of days? I would say in 2023. I've been off the rails with holiday food, just like butter, cookies, out the wazoo, trying to feed this cold. The you holidays, know. though. Today's the day, though. January 2nd, it all started for me today. And I walked in here. I am. We're going to see how many days I can go. No it's, sweets. Go. Zero it's sweets. It's really hard to come in here and not eat a Rice Krispie treat like I did. So that, it already happened to me. Yeah. <laughs> I walked in this morning and I forgot about the no sweets thing. And I opened up the cabinet and they were in there. And I was like, Rally Rice Krispie treat. <laughs> and I mean, something clicked in my head and said, yeah. no, you can't. It's January 2nd. So. All right. <laughs> yeah, but you, you're rallying back, like rallying off this this sickness that you got right now. Like that could help. That's it. I mean, um, Fernando got a good one. More Hawaiian shirts. Uh, that that could be go. my resolution. Just increase go. my stock of Hawaiians for this summer. I so, need, what should the what should things. the Cubs resolution be? Obviously, sign the easy one is please sign somebody. somebody. How about a New Year's resolution? Sign somebody. Trade for somebody. Do something. Preferably yeah. before Cubs convention next week. Uh, look, I'll go like inside the organization, I guess, internally. I would like Christopher Morrell to improve on strikeout rate. Okay. Yeah. Improve on strikeout rate. I, and I think that that is possible. So yeah, we got, I, we got I, that's we, a, that's solid. Cause you, I mean, we talked about, I mean, what, what your bull, one of your bold predictions was it Morrell making the all-star team? It, or it was, and yeah. then I changed it to PCA leading the team in stolen bases because I thought that was more bold. Yeah, but <laughs> I think if Morrell, like for Morrell specifically, like he, he's got clear things to work on as, you know, just in his game in general, but like he's also, what, he's 24, going to be 25, or he just turned 25, whatever it is. Like he's young and doing a lot of his developing at the major league level. So right. um, that's not a bad one. I think mine for the Cubs is, and I mean, obviously like, signing guys is like a must they have to make additions to the major league roster they have to improve the team somehow but i think the cubs resolution should be like really hitting on some of these prospects that should come up this year like we've you go back to like 2021 even 2020 when they traded you darvish like they were getting a lot of teenagers and young guys and guys that had potential but were years away like this I mean, we, we've seen like Pete Armstrong came up, but he was only up for a few weeks and didn't get a whole lot of runway. Jordan Wicks is only up for a, a, about a month, uh, made some starts, looked well or looked good, but it was only a month. But like a lot of their their top prospects and a lot of guys like they're close, but they haven't debuted yet. They, they're, they're not impacting the major league roster yet. So I think a, a Cubs resolution is like is like see results from what you did two, three years ago and have been doing as far as player development, because. Like, I don't know if we're going to see P. Carl Armstrong on the opening day roster, but I assume he's going to be up for, for a, a lot of time this season at some, whenever he does come up. You know, and then you got, like, Ben Brown potentially or should make his debut, right? Like, Kate Horton could potentially make his debut this year. You already have Jordan Wicks up, right? Like, you have a lot of guys that are starting to get, like, right at the cusp of, of making their debuts. Um, but these are guys that we've kind of been hearing about for multiple years now that just haven't, that were just young or, or were, were early on in their development and so now this is the season where I want to see some of these guys they traded for, they drafted or who, whatever, come up and actually impact the team because I, I think that's, you know, it, it's going to be, it may end up being another weird transitional season out of this rebuild where they're not world beaters, world series contenders, right? But 
when they when they get to this, that point, some of these young guys, some of these prospects are surely going to be involved, right? They're going to be pieces on those teams, whether that's starting or supplemental bench pieces or bullpen or, or back of the rotation, whatever. Like, they're going to be impacting the team. And so now I think this is the year we need to see a lot of those top prospects, guys that they brought in and, and we've heard about a lot, impacting the major league roster. I think that's... I just think that's important to see this season, that that the things you've done over the last few years are actually going to bear fruit for your Major League roster. Garrett Johnson in the live YouTube chat says, PCA gets 150 hits next year, 30 steals, and 14 home runs. That's pretty good. That'd be a nice resolution. I think resolutions need to be realistic, right? Like, I think your your 30 pounds is realistic. If you really want to put your mind to it, it's realistic. If I want to say no sweets in January or as long as I can go, it's realistic. Now, if I want to say I'm never going to have a sweet for all of 2024, I I personally know it's not realistic. <laughs> so why even say it, right? right, right. Uh, so I I want what, I I think both of what you said for the Cubs are realistic. They do need to start developing prospects into stars. Period. They need, they need star power. So some of these prospects might have to be the stars of the future for the Cubs. But, not just not just a good guy. Mm-hmm. Not just a, you know, hey, this guy's successful. They need somebody like Cade Horton to come up and shove and be really legit. Like a frontline starter. They need PCA to come up and start to the rest of the league where kids in other cities are wearing Pete Crow Armstrong jerseys. That That's the type of player that they need to start to develop. For me, it's it's a wider picture thing. And it's it should be realistic, but it should be so obvious to the Cubs. Their New Year's resolution should be make the playoffs. Mm. Period. Make the playoffs. I'm because the playoffs are so weird, I'm not even going to say win a playoff series. But if their resolution for 2024 isn't at the very least we've got to be a playoff team, then we're going the wrong direction. And I'm sure that they think that. So all of the things you're talking about whether it's developing young guys, whether it's morale cutting down on strikeouts, all those things play into it. But the bigger picture New Year's resolution has to be, they have to be a playoff team in 2024. Yeah, well, if you're talking about just continuing in the right trajectory, right direction as an organization, you were one game out from making the playoffs last year. So the next step is being the one game in on the playoffs, right? Like that should be the next step. That should be the goal. So, um Having playoff expect- champs, having playoff expectations this this season should not be it shouldn't be looked at as unrealistic, right? Like even no. when we're sitting here right now, I would still say the Cubs should make the playoffs in twenty twenty four. Like we're sitting here right now with we've talked about how the roster they haven't made additions. The roster as on paper right now uh-huh. is worse than it was when the season ended. But I still think having playoff expectations, even without making moves yet, should be or isn't unrealistic. No, with this division, it should absolutely be division champions, not wild card. Right. Well, and the reason that you might feel that way is because these prospects are highly touted. They, the Cubs aren't ranked the first or second or third best farm system in baseball for no reason, right? Yeah. Like, of course, right now as we sit here, we don't know what's going to happen, right? Like, Kybert in the chat is asking, is, are any of these prospects ready to break out? Not so sure. Well, yeah, we don't know. All we have is 19 at-bats from PCA. Cade Horton has not even made his Major League debut. Owen Casey, he's probably going to start the year in AAA. I, I don't know. Like, that's the thing is you don't know. But 
what you guys are saying is true. Like they, they need these guys, some of these guys to turn into quality contributors mm-hmm. and like, I can keep going like Matt Shaw. They're clearly high on him. And he went from being drafted to double a in, in, in a half Three a year, months, right? Yeah. He could easily be on the Cubs mid season next season. Right. Uh, there's so many dudes. I just, but right now, I mean, I wish I had the crystal ball that told you what was going to happen. But when you're asking, do the Cubs have anyone who can, any prospects I can break out? They absolutely do. I just don't know which ones they, yeah. that will. <laughs> so, but, but that's, and that's also why we've sat here and we're like, they gotta, they gotta add with some free agents. They gotta add some veterans because when you do that and you have the possibility of some of these prospects coming up and helping yeah. that puts, that helps put your team in a really good spot to contend and have su- sustained success. No. Yeah. They, I mean, they absolutely need to sign impact players on the, for the major league roster. Like that's, that's the easy one, right? Like they, whether that's Cody Bellinger, whatever starter you want to talk about. Sign uh, and or trade. Like, yeah. Like yeah. actually like, like uh, those um, bullpen additions of veterans that, that actually hit this time around. Right. Like they need to sign impact players. There's no doubt about that. But I think when you're looking at it this season and the next few seasons, like the, some of these prospects have to come up and be impactful in their own right, just because that's how you avoid going through what the Cubs went through last time after the World Series, right? Where they're just pay, paying all this money to free agents because they couldn't develop their own guys specifically on the pitching side, right? Like that's that's what hurt them, and that's how, that's why that you know the, after 2016 you just didn't see the prospect development come up to supplement the roster because that's how you sustain success is you know, guy gets too expensive to pay. Well, you have another guy coming up that, right. can, that can help replace that production if you lose him, right? So they weren't able to do that last year or, uh, you know, last time around, last competitive window. When this new competitive window really opens up, like they have to be able to do that and do that consistently. And that's why I'm saying these prospects that are right on the cusp have to come up and, and you know, they, they have to be impactful because I think that's, if the Cubs are going to get to this, to that level they want to get to, that's one of the things they have to do a lot better this time around. Godfather of CHGO says Cubs will snore in 24. Mm. Listen, we hope, we well hope done, that's Godfather. not the case. Well done, Godfather. You, we hope you, that's You not did the, the case. bit very well. It's the one thing I look forward to in all of 2024. Godfather uh, to remain consistent with the bit. I, I, I'll say this again. I still don't see a path where not having Cody Bellinger allows the Cubs to be better than they were last year. So well, they will need a that, lot of that, guys to need those prospects to come up. Yeah, Boy, need that, some of those guys that outperform. What well, we you're think. really trying to thread the needle at that mm-hmm. point. Oh, for sure. You might as well mm-hmm. have him be a buffer for that. Right. No. Oh, yeah. No. I. So to me, he's a resolution too. Like, find a way to get it done with Bellinger. See, I think Corey and Brennan talked about this on the Friday show that I have real, and I really agreed with. I think it was Corey who said this. Like he was fine with how the Cubs went with the route going into 2015 with bringing up prospects mm-hmm. and all that. Like they going into 2015, what did they do? They had traded for Dexter Fowler, they traded for Miguel Montero, and they signed John Lester. Yeah. Right? They made one massive free agent signing and then added a bunch of they, they traded for Fowler, traded for Mon- Montero, solid and, veteran and, additions, and then they you know small you know small deals after that, right? He, he was fine with that because you wanted to see what some of these young guys had. Mm-hmm. My thing with why this time around in this scenario is that you saw some young guys come up last year and show some sort of promise, right? 
But now you're in a position where your really good prospects are scheduled to come up. So you have to supplement with those guys, right? And that's a lot what Corey and Brennan were talking about on Friday in terms of like, yes, we want to see these prospects come up and be very good and contribute and stuff, but you're in a complete different scenario compared to 2015. And right now with what we're, where we're at, it feels like the Cubs are treating 2024 like 2015 with the lack of outside external free agent signings to this point. Right. right. Yeah. So, and, and I tend to agree with what they're saying. Like going into 2015, there was, it was a lot different. Like they, 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 they did sign John Lester and they did make some, you know, some, you know, really good trades that turned out to lead them to a world series. We're just like, but at the same time, that team got to the playoffs because Chris Bryant won rookie of the year because Anthony Rizzo took another step in his career. And because Addison Russell, you know, came up and and was a really good defensive shortstop. Schwarber came up. Schwarber lit the world on fire. And remember, Jed has said this group of prospects doesn't have the same type of star power as that group did. Right. Yeah, so so it is different, right? Like the Cubs have... More depth, maybe. Yeah. But not not the top... Yeah, I don't Quality. know. I don't know if it's as top heavy as it was. Was that eight years ago now? Jeez, <laughs> nine years ago. Um, I don't know if it's as top heavy as it was the um, the last time around, but they do have quality depth in the farm system, and they have a, they have a few top one hundred. Depending on where you're looking at, they have a they have yeah. more than a few guys that are like either in the top one hundred or right there knocking on the door for it. So they do have star potential, and obviously Pete Carr Armstrong and Kate Horton are their top two, and those are like the real star power kind of guys. Um, but they have, I, I think where I'm falling is like, it is a little bit different than 2015 because you don't have like a Chris Bryant knocking on the door where you're like, this guy's going to win rookie of the year out of the gate and be, you know, when obviously I mean, when he came out and he lived up to the hype, right? I don't know if you specifically have that in the Cubs farm system now, but you do have guys you want to see. You do have guys that, that you want to give some run. And that's why, like, I, I understand like, Cubs fans wanting them just to go out and sign everyone, right? Fill the holes with guys on, the, on like really good free agents, spend all the money and go try to win now, right? But you do have guys in the farm system that you do want to see. And if you're signing all these guys, you may not, they may never get that opportunity with the right, Cubs. Right. And some of these guys could be, you know, those guys for the next few years that are supplementing the big signings at you know cheap contracts like pre-arbitration even when they get to arbitration like some of these guys will be just a lot cheaper and could be very impactful for the team and i think you do need to see at least what some of them can do at the big league level i think that it's a weird, it's a weird season it's a weird i think if there's round. one or two guys in the system right now that i think could develop into someone close to chris bryant it's hard to get to that level i mean he had all the pressure to be this phenom or whatever right and he delivered for three years uh if I had to choose someone in this system right now, it would be Matt Shaw or Owen Casey. Those are the two guys. And I say Owen Casey because he's a lefty power bat and that can be very valuable. We've talked about how the Cubs have needed that for years, right? And Matt Shaw, just the way that he's risen through the, the like the rankings, the fact that he's a first round pick, top 15 pick, maybe use the steal of the draft. I don't know. We're going to see. But those are the two guys that I feel like could maybe be, turn into superstars. Stars. Yeah. Superstars. Like superstar caliber players. I think P- PCA will be a very, very good player, but he just hasn't proven that he can hit yet. And I know Matt Shaw and Owen Casey haven't proved anything at the end, at major league level yet, but I think they project to have more impact offensively than PCA does. But PCA is going to be a defensive guy who 
will find a way to get on base somehow, some way, I think. But I just don't know if he's going to be able to slug the way that we hope. Well, prospects bring uh, one word, and that is generally uncertainty. You just you just don't know. Now, one place that gives you certainty is Empire. Empire today, you shop at home convenience, the right product for your needs, quick and professional installation at a low price guarantee. Empire today is the best place to get new flooring. So, of course, they have copycats, but they just don't live up to the hype. Think of it this way. You can go to the big box store place, and somebody can help you out there, and sure, you could... Empire takes away all the garbage samples so you don't have to worry about the prospects that might not hit. They give you only the best stuff, only the top 10 prospects in the organization. They say, this is what's going to be here. This is available to you. And by the way, all I know is flooring. I wasn't working in plumbing yesterday like the big box store. So you get experts on this and they have a virtual floor designer too that allows you to see those new floors in any space. So you just snap a picture, instantly see on the new floors, Look in your room. Schedule a free home in-home estimate today. All listeners can receive a $350 off discount when they use promo code CHGO. What a way to start the new year, $350 off. Restrictions apply. See empiretoday.com slash CHGO for details. I mean, listen, if you're going to get flooring to start the year, you're like, wow, I got to get new carpet. I got new vinyl flooring, whatever it might be. And I, that's how I want to start my, maybe you want to use your uh, tax return. Ooh. You know, maybe the tax return is going to be burning a hole in your pocket before it gets there. Get that free in-home estimate. Change the way you live this winter. A little nice new warming up of the house. Apartment, condo, whatever. Yeah, and after that, go over to FOCO and check out what they got. Of course. Uh, get fitted out in the best sports gear around. Hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. It's almost baseball season. So if you like, you know, your Aloha Hawaiian shirts like me. Right. Or straw hats, polos, bags, everything you need for the game that's coming up. Or if you're, you know, if you're going down to spring training, Whoa. that's a month and a half away, right? Game starting a little, little under two months. Oh. Like, you might want to get ahead of the game. So uh, they also got set <laughs> decorations. We got them in here. We got them in the other studio. Oh, here we go. Uh, Foco's donated a few awesome pieces for our set. So go show them some love. Check out Foco.com or click the link in the description below. For all non-presale items, use the promo code CHGO10 for 10% off. Um, the Cubs just announced their 2024 Major League coaching staff. So something all right, we've been kind of right, waiting right, to see All right, confirmed. let's do it. Gary all right, was breaking it in the chat. Uh, so Ryan Flaherty. Named bench coach, as we know, Darren Holmes as bullpen coach, Mark Stritmatter as a major league field coordinator, and John Malley as assistant hitting coach. Um, assistant they also, hitting coach. They right. also have 10 coaches returning from the 2023 season. So that's, you know, Tommy Hadovy, Willie Harris, uh, Mike Napoli, Dustin Kelly. Um, so, yeah. So, that, so Napoli at first. Yeah. Harris at third. Yeah. Daniel Moskis, assistant p- pitching coach again. Um, Juan Cabreja, assistant hitting coach. Jim Aducci, assistant hitting coach. So, a lot of the same, obviously, coaches in the same roles. So that's great for continuity's sake, but a, a few other names that we've heard already, Ryan Flaherty's new bench coach, stuff like that. So um, I guess I will have something on this later, but uh, Cubs have officially announced their coaching staff, which is something we've kind of been waiting a while for. Like, I, I know that Craig Council wanted to, like, at his introductory press conference said, want to, you know, be deliberate, be, you know, go slow. Cause he, his whole process went so quickly. He wanted to be slow and deliberate and take his time with uh, making these decisions. So, you know, I know we were expecting a little bit longer to hear the, the official coaching staff announced, but um, 
Yeah, that the coaching staff has officially been filled out. Ten coaches returning from the last coaching staff, uh, with a few new faces taking over some of those holes that uh, have opened up during this offseason. Carlos, welcome to the live show. We are live Monday through Thursday right here at 1.20, 1.30. Depends on what time you want to be. Uh, but we're in the middle of the afternoon. We're here every day. And we try to bring you the best uh, Cubs coverage we can. And so, yeah, we got the – that just came in, the, the, the Cubs – coaches right i think jim Maducci, if i'm not mistaken i believe was in the cubs farm system as an outfielder mm-hmm. and in flaherty obviously was in the farm system i think it's interesting that there's guys that were from the last generation of cubs players are still in the organization but now in different roles like they've they've carried over and crossed that line so we'll see how it all works out i mean yeah. i can't sit here and tell you somebody's I, I can't tell you how good somebody's going to be as a coach or a hitting coach. And I think anybody that tells you they think they know, they're probably lying to you. Yeah. I mean, we talked about Ryan uh, Flaherty when he first got hired weeks ago. Um, you know, Very many, highly thought of. Yeah, many around the league think he's going to think he's going to be a manager one day. So I think him being the bench coach is – Interesting, and obviously I'm a Tommy Hadovy and Dustin Kelly guy. Um, Galvin in the chat said that uh, Hadovy is one of the uh, what most important pieces here, or something like that. Um, underrated coaches in the league. That's what he okay. said, and I agree. Like he, there's something about every time he goes out to the mound, whenever a, a guy's in a in a pickle, yeah. as they say, and then yeah. they get out of it. it. It doesn't happen every single time, but it happens more often than not. Walks out in his Jordans. Yeah, walks out in his Jordans. Um, he's been on the show, so we will never say anything bad about Tommy Hadovy to begin with, anyway. But um, I just think he is very, very bright mind in the, and the related to pitching. So, and I and I love that Napoli's coming back because he has good vibes. So, I'm. I, I have nothing to complain about the coaching staff at all. There's this is. I don't remember the last time I said that really. So, hopefully they bring out the best in everyone next next season. So I got a question for you. So you know we we all read the same stuff. There's a lot of different rumors and publications that will throw stuff against the wall, and you know we've done it ourselves. The, the latest one was that, you know, the the Marlins would look to move Jesus Lazardo <laughs> and maybe try to get a big return, right? Well, see, I've seen it multiple places. All right, he's one of 12 pitchers that t- had 200-plus strikeouts last year. Mm-hmm. So in that way, obviously, we've said, listen, they need less. Not that they need less. They need something different than just contact guys to their great defense. They need somebody that's going to miss the bat. So that would that would be one thing. I think I saw earlier in the chat somebody's because a lot of these articles are saying, well, yeah, but if you're going to have to get up a haul to get Lazardo because he's young and he's under control, and he's 26 and he's been really good the last two years, would you give up PCA for him? You know, because I, it I, probably would take nothing less than your top prospect to get him. Because of the control, I would I would give PCA up for him, and it largely is because he is 26 and he has shown success at the major league level. Uh, you know, he was a 3.7 WAR last year, ERA about three and a half. But like you said, he he gets swing and miss, struck out 28 percent of the batters he faced, pitched 178 innings, so he's healthy. Uh, 
Yeah. I, there, there's, I, I'm someone who wants to keep PCA yeah. more for more, for more than anything. But at the same time, if you trade PCA for a Lozardo, then it makes even more sense to bring Bellinger back. You'll have him in center field. And then you have a guy that you can put at the top of rotation with Justin Steele. And you did it via trade. Who is under control? I don't know what the contract is, but uh, I'm, I'll am i look it up right now. But to me, I'd give up PCA and probably a couple other guys for Lozardo. Barb, we're not trying to trade him. Gary, I asked a question. I didn't make a statement. Gary says <laughs> Morell and Wesneski for Lazardo. There's no way that that would happen. I don't. Th- I don't think that would be enough to get him. Now, I will say this: that the only way I think, if you're the Cubs, you could even consider trading PCA for Lazardo. Three years of arbitration. Yeah, I mean that's pretty good. Three years. It's not just one year like Juan Soto, and, and he has a good track record of success, and about. he's he's something you don't have. Um. Uh, the only way you even consider it, though, I would say, is if you have Bellinger in in the fold. Yeah, I think that's that's uh, obviously part of you, that. you would that's have to have Bellinger in the fold to then be like, listen, we have Bellinger. He could play center. He could play first, and we do have a lot of prospects that are outfielders mm-hmm. that we might be able to find space for yeah. outside uh, of PCA. Barb says if Hoyer trades PCA for Lazardo, she'll vote Cody and Stucky bums of the week. All right, There's that. Barb, then um, don't come in the chat and complain about the fact that the Cubs don't have good players. I, I don't. You can't. You can't be on both sides, Godmother. You can't be on both sides. All right, we're trying to make the team better. They, they would be better with Jesus Lazardo on this team. Twenty six years old. It's not like he's thirty two. He's twenty six. Has proven to have success. It makes all the sense in the world to have a guy like Jesus Lazardo on this team. He is a good baseball player. Okay, three point seven uh, wins above replacement on Fangraphs. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know. I, I for the sake of just the discussion, that's, of course. That's definitely something that yeah. When you talk about his his like just at the major league level, he has continued to improve um, in Oakland and in Miami. Obviously, um, you know, you mentioned the control, and he what doesn't become a free agent until twenty twenty seven. So there's a lot of control left yeah. for, for a guy that's kind of up projected. It is prime. You mentioned 26. So yeah, he's still and pitching costs, man. Yeah, and so I, I mean, without I mean, I, I don't know if I would or would not. I would like to like take a look into the numbers a little bit more before I say that that's definitely a trade you should make for Pete Armstrong just because he is your top prospect. You know. Yeah. Um. So that would be not only would it maybe be you have Hayes Lazardo would cost a lot, but then you're also thinking about is it worth giving up the guy that's seen universally as the system's top prospect um so i mean right now i don't know i I don't know if that's a deal that i would take but i do know see where you're coming from cody in that he's a good pitcher has had major league success obviously over a number of years um and pitching pitching costs like like pitching costs have gone up to trade for for good pitchers and the cubs need good pitchers at this point right They, they need we've looked at the rotation and what the rotation looks at right now isn't a doesn't look like a dominant rotation to me. They have Steele, who had a top five Cy Young finish, right? I think we can all expect Jameson Tyone to improve this next season. I, I, I don't think that's unrealistic to say he'll, he'll have a better year than he did in 2023. Like Kyle Hendricks proved to still be a, a stabilizing force, even though he may not be a, uh, you know, what he was in 2018 and before, right? Um, and then Jordan Wicks is going to get some run. Javier Assad impressed for a while. Like they have other guys in there, but I don't look at it right now and say this is a, uh, a top end playoff contending rotation. So 
Um, where you're coming from is just adding pitching. I think that's very valid. It just would depend on what you'd have to give up for him. And, you know, I don't know if PCA for Lizardo one-for-one swap is, like, a deal the Cubs would take. Again, I would like to look more in the number before I say I would make that trade. But if we're talking about trading for good pitching, like, yeah, it's going to cost – it's going to cost something. I and, think and it would cost more than PCA. Yeah. Because – when you think about it, all right, Chris Sale got traded this weekend, right? Yeah, and I would the, rather do. Th- I would rather have Lazardo than Sale, to be honest with you. Well, yeah, he's younger and he's been yeah. healthy, right? And not crazy potentially. <laughs> yeah, he doesn't tear up jerseys, right? And he got uh, the the they got the Braves top prospect. Yeah, they got the Braves top prospect. The thing right. is, though, is that Chris Sale has a massive contract. The thing about yeah. Lazardo is he's cheap and good and three years of control. Yeah. Like that's going to cost you a lot, right? Yeah. And so. It, it it'd be it. I say this because you were like, I don't know if the Cubs would trade PCA straight up for Lazardo. I would because I think it's going to cost more than that. Yeah. So um, I, I I will, and this just goes on to Stucky's point of you do you may need to have Cody Bellinger in the fold there. I think one of the reasons the Braves were comfortable giving up Vaughn Grissom was because they have Orlando Arcia, who was a All Star shortstop, who was an All Star at the position that Vaughn Grissom would have. Had he come up, right? So they, they have um, someone there coming off an all-star year, has uh, two, three, potentially three more years uh, of control left, um, who, yeah, he plays an all-star level at a position that they would have needed Von Gritz in the play, right? So I think they were a little more comfortable because they have Arcia. They're obviously in, in, in win-now mode. So to make that trade, they're, they're a little bit more comfortable. I don't unless the Cubs do have Cody Bellinger in the right. fold and can play center field for them, I don't know if that comfort is there for the Cubs to give up their top prospect at a, at a pretty big position of need for him. So I don't know. It's I wasn't even it, saying straight up. I'm yeah. just saying, would you be willing to include him in a deal for Luzardo, right? Like, yeah. And I, and I yes. think... Yes. I think yes. <laughs> so. Potentially. I mean, again, yeah, like you said, like good pitching costs... Good pitching, like really good pitching, especially if Luzardo continues on the trajectory he's been on the last couple of years. Like with the control that he has, good pitching is going to cost you something that hurts. Right. And if that's Pete Armstrong, if you're willing to give him up, it would still hurt. But you know, ten point four eight strikeouts per nine last season. That'd probably be highest on the Cubs if you if if we looked it up right now. So we like we said, they need swing and miss, and he's been healthy. He's going to be entering age 26 season. Again, for the sake of discussing, would we do it? Oh, I absolutely would. And, I, and I'm and i a huge PCA guy. I mean, last week I was like, oh, my bold prediction for next year is PCA to lead the team in stolen bases. So it's not that I'm out here trying to shove PCA out of here. It's just that, like, if you give me this scenario, I'm I'm absolutely taking it. So Or I'm, I'm willing to, to go into... The, this, the negotiation, the the conversation of, yes, I would do this. How much is it going to cost? It's going to cost way too much that I don't think the Cubs would do it, but they should they should be. These are the kinds of trades that I feel like that we all kind of expected this offseason. You know, if, it, bold, if they weren't. But we it, expected bold moves. Yeah, like we we, yeah. we expected a trade like this. Like if, if you're not going to shell out money for – Yamamoto or Otani, then okay, you got to get creative in the trade market then. And this this would be something creative in the trade market that I think would make their team better. So, you know. Yeah. I mean, I'm just looking at his baseball savant profile, fastball velo, 90th percentile, 
um, 86th percentile whiff rate, 82nd percentile in strikeout rate. So um, it is more of what we, we've talked about this offseason of the Cubs have had a lot. Of, the, the rotation was a lot of similar pitchers, which with the defense they had behind them could work out. But if you can get a few more arms with more you know, high velocity, more swing and miss, like that provides that just change, a, a little bit of difference in the rotation that makes it obviously harder to plan for, harder to line up against. Um, and, you know, again, when we talk about um, velo, we talk about swing and miss, talk about all that stuff, that works towards limiting the randomness of, of just baseball happening when you have right. guys like even Justin Steele, right? Justin Steele did a really good job of – um, limiting barrels, limiting hard contact, all that stuff. However, when guys are putting balls in play against you, you do have just an, a little bit extra um, room for for just the randomness of baseball to happen. And having guys that have a lot of swing and miss can get strikeouts, that that limits that. And so, like, if we're talking about profile-wise, like, Luzardo would definitely be a good addition to this rotation. Well, we'll see what happens. Let's just hope Bar- something happens at some point this week. And he made 32 starts last year, so that's, Barb that's a good sign is, as far as health. Barb right. is asking, once PCA is an all-star, will Cody regret getting him traded? <laughs> Listen, if Lazardo is good and is healthy for the next three years, if this hypothetical trade actually happens, Barb, I will not complain about PCA not being on the team. So. There you have it. There you have it. And if I do, then you can yell at me and tell me I was wrong. All a lot right. of people in the chat are saying they'd also do it. So yeah, I I'm I'm gonna remain consistent with this, Barb. So you buckle up, buckle up, Barb. It's <laughs> 2024. <laughs> Love you, by the way. Thanks for checking out the CHGO Cubs podcast, the first one of 2024, but many more to come. We'll be back tomorrow live at 1:20. Cody gonna start drinking after the show. Maybe no, a little true. vitamin C, a little orange juice. <laughs> it's it's dry January, baby. Dry so. January. Dry January. Dry January. We go seek some soup, some vitamin D, some vitamin C. We'll be back here live 120, 130, somewhere around there tomorrow. Make sure you follow us on Twitter. CHGO underscore Cubs. Is that correct? Yeah, follow us there. And on Instagram. We're very close to 400 followers. Oh, hey, hey, hey. On Come on. Let's get it done. Until then, thanks for watching. And don't forget, fly the W. Thank you.